Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Asylum. And now, your hosts, Rick Flieger and Rick Briggs. One of these days we need to, uh, rather than this drivel we're about to put out to everybody, let everybody listen to what happens before the mics go hot. That is much more entertaining. <laughs> but, uh, oh yeah, welcome to the Asylum Fantasy <laughs> Sports Show here on the Full-Time Fantasy Podcast Network. Check out this and many other great fantasy shows over at FullTimeFantasy.com, at FullTimeFantasy on the Twitter, and of course you can follow us, AsylumFootball.com, at AsylumFootball on Twitter, and to be part of Rick Briggs' mail satchel tomorrow night, AsylumFootball at gmail.com. Rick, I hate this week. I hate it. Everybody is on by. It is, you and I spent 45 minutes before we went on air trying to help me field a lineup this week. Not a competitive lineup, right. just a lineup. Just enough bodies to compete this week. Washington, Philadelphia, New England, Jacksonville, Houston, and Denver. Boy, I tell you, that is some fantasy implications. Yeah, I, it doesn't matter if the teams stink or not. You get yeah. six teams on by. Well, and it turns out I have half of my teams on Philadelphia. I didn't even realize that how I'm 7-2 and two is beyond me looking at that. But uh, bad, bad times here here at the Asylum. Yes, indeed. We are Flieger and Briggs. This is the Asylum Sports Show. And uh, welcome to week that, that's un- already godly unthinkable. It's snowing here in Western PA this afternoon. It's it's about over. It's you know Super Bowl is going to be in a couple of weeks here, and then then what? And we're waiting for the Masters. Yeah. Well, we'll watch Stanley Cup play. Well, the yeah Masters and Stanley yeah. Cup play on. Well, we'll have March Madness, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. I guess. Yeah. To do that. I like that. No all doubt right. about well, it. Well, let's get into it. So, on top, Rick, of all these bye weeks, tons of injury news, lots of stuff going on. Let's start out with with what I think is the biggest news, and I think the most interesting news later on, as you look at Cam Newton on IR, that surprised me. Gone for the year. What I'm, you're really curious about, and you're not going to know this, this offseason, what do the Carolina Panthers do, assuming Kyle Allen plays at, even at the level he's played to this point? It, it's, it's really interesting to think about. I don't know. I'm surmising that Cam Newton is, is, won't be a Panther after this year. You get that vibe. And I almost think that either A, Carolina will make a trade for a quarterback – you think Chicago wouldn't give up a first rounder and a second for him right this second if they could? I don't know. I, I'm little. Nagy's not an idiot. Don't forget. You always have to remember that he's not an idiot. Yeah, because we run the ball seven times. <laughs> um, no, I'm not sure that we're wrong about our assessment of Cam Newton. I'm not sure that this guy. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, there all these this. Twitter activity, all oh, Pittsburgh ought to bring them in, you know, and they're naming all these teams. And I'm sitting there thinking, 
Why would Pittsburgh bring him in number one? They got Big Ben coming back next year. Who, yeah, for two years. Cam Newton's not going to sit behind anybody for no, two years. That's crazy. And, I mean, now that he's on IR, I, there's something more serious wrong with him. It's got to be. I mean, at least Frank, I don't know. The conspiracy theorist in me says this is a, just a wee too convenient. You know what I mean? It didn't seem like. Now, th- this could be all, this is all based in nothing. This is the conspiracy theorist in me. I never had the vibe he was as seriously injured as he was when he went out, right? And he's been out for so long. And now, you know, we're eyeing the return. And you kind of got the vibe two weeks ago he was going to be ready to come back. And, you know, it wasn't quite right. He's back in the building, not quite right. Now he really looks like he's ready. And, oh, got a second opinion, no surgery, but he's going to go on IR. The conspiracy theorist in me really wonders, is there a fracture in the relationship, either with the organization, with Rivera, with, with something like that? Here's what I know. Somebody's going to take a chance on him. If if uh, Carolina just outright cuts him, if they can't find a trade, there'll be 18 teams crawling all over oh, themselves to, to get a shot at Cam Newton. Don't know what his trade value is. I don't really care at this point. It doesn't matter. But I agree with you. I think his time in Carolina is over. And it'll be interesting to see if it's, you know, kind of worst-case scenario. Your fears, right, that he's just what, – what's the example you always use with the quarterback? Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think he's just going to fall off that – oh, Dante Culpepper. Don, Culpepper. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Whether it's that type of situation or, you know, it was – a you know, obviously he's got a lot of mileage, but he's just beat up and there's a fracture in that relationship and he's going to move on and be Cam Newton again yeah. somewhere else. I, I, probably already the most intriguing – season story we know yeah it it truly is and you know this kind of segues into this segment I don't know if you heard Colin Cowherd at the beginning of the week about um Ben Roethlisberger you know the Steelers are not in a in a good place quarterback wise um Mason Rudolph isn't special I tend to agree with that I'll tend to agree right now this this was his whole premise okay Ben Roethlisberger is old, beat up, and not special. Old and he, beat he up. Says, yes. He says the the standard. I forget exact words. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the the new quality of standard or standard of quality at quarterback now is Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, and that type of quarterback. Period. No, and that's stupid. Of course it is. Because those talents are few and far yeah, between. You don't, Why are we talking about Cam Newton like we are? Because someone like him comes along once however many years. Right. 10, yeah. 15. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we're we're just fortunate to see Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson. But Lamar Jackson really scares me. When you have 600 and some yards, I believe what it is, rushing, this, right. is, this is a running back. Yeah. What's, oh. what's the shelf life of a running back? Well, that, it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, that that's what scares me. I don't think that what he's trying to incur is the quality of standard or standard quality, whatever it is, the right. benchmark mm-hmm. of what teams want in a quarterback. If you can get one, oh, yeah, you're, you're going to ride that lightning in a bottle. 
as long as you have yeah. it. And you saw it throughout Michael Vick's career. Exactly. And furthermore, I don't like the comparison or the lumping together of Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Lamar Jackson is a running quarterback. Right. Deshaun Watson can run. I see him more as a Russell more, a- more athletic Aaron Rodgers. Uh, a Russell Wilson right. type. I see him as that type. He can get out and make plays with his legs, but he can stand in there and do it. I don't know that we know if Lamar Jackson can do that yet. He can make all the throws. What we don't know is similar to a Michael Vick. And people get furious when you talk about this. And I am fully granting that Lamar Jackson may be a great NFL quarterback. You know he's got the big arm. His accuracy has certainly improved. I think what we don't know is there comes a point in every run first quarterback's career where the organization, the player, where somebody says, to your point, all right, we got to back off of this. You can't have this many rushing attempts. Now taking away the threat of that run so often changes their game. And while they may be a good pocket passer, things aren't as open. The offense doesn't work the same way when you don't have that threat of that run anymore. Like I, said, I don't like the Deshaun Watson comparison. More, like I said, he's a more athletic Ben Roethlisberger, Aaron Rodgers type. Russell Wilson, you know, he's a better runner than <clears throat> Russell Wilson, and but more he similar. He can't throw there. like Russell Wilson. No, no, certainly I not. Mean, so, but I don't like the Lamar Jackson comparison. What's the, the Watson and what Jackson? I, that's no, I don't either. I, I agree 100%. But uh, yeah, I just thought that that was kind of a. I mean, because you look down through the, the, the quarterbacks, you know, your, your top quarterbacks right now Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers. And then you're getting to Matt Stafford now. Right, you know, and then your Dak Prescotts and Tom Brady's, and, and of course, let's not forget Pat Mahomes. There's another yeah, one, and he's another um, one that you see how important his mobility is exactly. to him. But certainly not a. I would compare Deshaun Watson again more to Patrick Mahomes than I would to to Lamar Jackson. But I, I'm beating that point to death. Rick, it's over. It's a sad, sad day. Minchu mania has come to an end. Nick Foles, after the bye this week, getting his starting gig back. Good move by the Jaguars? Oh, I think it's the the move they had to make, yeah. Um, They brought Nick Foles in, big money. Really haven't seen what he's done, could do yet. I mean, what, a half? Less than a half of football? Oh, yeah, I think a quarter. He had 75 yards passing and a touchdown. You know, he was fine, you know, for the short time he was there. Um. After that last debacle in London, I hated to see Minshew go out. Well, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, he's not that good. He's exposed and so forth. Yeah, he had a bad game. But I think Foles overall deserves the job back, at least for the rest of the year. I I think you have to with that contract. (laughs) And this is the perfect time for Nick Foles. Right. This is when he comes in and saves the season for everybody. That's what he does. He doesn't show up until (laughs) mid-November, and then he does it. So, you know, note to Jacksonville, next year you start Gardner Minshew the first eight or nine weeks of the year and then bring Nick Foles in, and he'll take you deep in the playoffs. Makes sense. Yeah. 
certainly good. I'll be curious to see what happens with that long term. Obviously, that's a smart move now. You signed the big deal. I don't think Foles is on any type of short leash or anything. They're going to give him time to work back in. I'll be curious next year and the years going forward. Is somebody looking to move on a Minshew? Is this just a short term? You know, I, I still don't feel like I know who Minshew is because oh, I never exactly. bought in. But you look back at the numbers, you say, wow, you know, he really is a legitimate NFL quarterback. Then you look at the record and you say, eh, maybe, maybe not. What I'm most interested in here is another guy who's emerged, who I don't think gets talked about enough, is what Shark has done at this point. And that seems to be Minshew's guy. Will that be the same with Nick Foles? If I'm, whoa, is, I Jeez. think we just had an earthquake in the studio here. Well, I mean, really, who who else is going to be the guy for yeah, Nick Foles, yeah, that, really? Well, that's I mean, the other thing you don't you know. know. Marquise Lee's long gone. D.D. Westbrook's banged up, and you know what? Conley. I mean, he's he's feast or famine. Yeah. He's, he's a Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, he's a long touchdown yeah. or, or nothing type of guy. So, so hopefully, Sharks. All right, all right, Rick. Mike Tomlin, optimistic. James Conner's going to play this week. I'm not as optimistic, to be honest with you. There was a lot of talk last week. This was a two- or three-week injury. Trey Edmonds, of course, out. Doesn't affect your fantasy team, but affects the Steelers. So. You know, from a fantasy perspective, I, in my opinion, with what Los Angeles does defensively with James Conner being nicked up, if I'm a fantasy owner of Jalen Samuels, even if they tell me Sunday morning James Conner's playing, I'm still starting Jalen Samuels this week. I think he still has 10 catches this week, even with James Conner in the lineup. It sure looks that way with um, Rudolph at quarterback. There's no question. Right. You know, I put this to you. Well, I'll get to the takeaways later, so we'll do that later. So, um, no, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I I think Samuels should be in there. I think he's going to get a ton of playing time. And, you know, I mean, the way Connor runs with that shoulder, you know, he's going to put his head down, period. Yeah. And and you know that. So, he's liable to have a a little – leash on his playing time yeah yeah i would think so so darius geis rick activated from ir down in washington now of course of course washington on a bye this week this is really i'll tell you what this would be popping champagne bottles for for me for someone who's held on to him way too long in, in way too many leagues with Gruden getting fired and Bill Callahan taking over and his only desire being to run the football. However, with what Adrian Peterson has done in the time since this switchover was made and Bill Callahan basically wanting to play 1958 football and just get the game over with. You can tell, but do you ever notice their games end 40 minutes before any other (laughs) game? His only interest is not to win, it's to run the football and get it over with as soon as reasonably possible. I'll be curious to see where Geis fits into that as we go on. I think you, you see him get get a little bit of work building up to it. At any point, does he take this work over from Adrian Peterson? Because Peterson ain't going to get hurt. He's freaking robot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to be just fine. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Look, Washington's terrible. Adrian Peterson, as you mentioned, since Callahan comes back, averaging over 85 yards a game right. rushing. Um, Geis certainly could be the third down guy. Maybe, maybe. Some pass catching things, a few runs. Um, I'm not sure that Peterson gets benched quickly, that's for sure. But, um, I think they'll just take a look at Geis and make sure he's okay. And, you know, he's been kind of iffy 
He come back from such a serious injury right. and then bang out right again. Back at it and, and you know, I, I think Peterson's still going to be the guy the rest of the year. I'm not, I'm just not confident that Geis is going to come back. Hundred percent. Yeah. All right, Rick. Patrick Mahomes back this week. Looks like Alvin Kamara is going to be back as well. David Johnson saying he's definitely playing this week, which is probably bad news for all those crazy people who played Kenyon Drake last week. I can't believe how many people played him. Although I seem like in every league I'm in, I played the guy who played Kenyon Drake, uh, seemingly out of nowhere. You know, you wonder. I think this week's going to be telling, right? Kenyon Drake coming off that big week, David Johnson back and supposedly healthy. I think we're going to find out. I'm going to be paying attention to this this week. Was he really hurt or is there more going on? Because we speculated here last week that there there might be a little something else up there. And I'm not sure, other than volume, I'm not sure how much you'll be able to tell with this game this week against the Buccaneers. Well, you don't run on the Buccaneers. Notoriously tough against all running backs so far this year. So it could be a running back by committee. They may have Johnson getting the load early or vice versa. I don't know. Yeah, it, they, that it's be interesting to see. It's going to be tough. It's hard with all these bye weeks. I think if you have one or both, you almost have to play them. But if I could avoid this situation for one week, I, I think I would do it. Yeah, and there's something with the Cardinals. You know, we talk about Lamar Jackson. You know, Kyler Murray's leading the Cardinals in rushing. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's something the line stinks, or there's something wrong with with Johnson. Of course, obviously Drake couldn't be leading the team after one game. So, but yeah, there's something either wrong with Johnson. Doesn't see eye to eye, you know, with the system. I I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward. All right, Sunday night looks like Adam Thielen's going to be out again with that hamstring. Boy, that was a death blow to so many fantasy owners. You finally get him back last week. He lasted about 18 seconds and re-aggravated that thing. So it looks like he's going to be out. Evan Evan Ingram week to week definitely out this week with a midfoot sprain. They're saying it's not a Liz Frank, but I don't know. Fingers crossed it ain't a Liz Frank because we've seen what what that's done to a few guys this year. I'll be honest with you. As soon as I hear stuff like that, I mean, it goes back to the Greg Olsons and yeah. these big men that cut and run. I, I All my hopes of Evan Ingram are about gone. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it really does. It just sinks it quickly. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan looks like he's going to give it a go. Jacoby Brissett still up in the air, although there seems to be optimism in, optimism in Indy that he'll be all right. So, I don't know. That's about it. And the best thing that the Colts have going for them is they have Miami this week. That doesn't hurt. Probably be prudent to set Brissett one more time. At least give Hoyer a shot. Yeah. You know, you're leading – you may win the game. Well, if the Steelers have a good pass defense. He threw right. that b- bad pick, but he threw three touchdown passes. Yeah. He it's- led them down the field with to win the game before Vinatieri <laughs> laces out Dan. You know, yanked one. Right. He about kicked it out onto <laughs> Wiley Avenue. I couldn't you know, believe I've that. never really kicked footballs. No. Does I it haven't. make that big of a difference? It can't possibly make that type of difference that we saw, right? I, Adam Vinatieri just had to blow it, or maybe that's a... Well, they did show a close-up. It looked like he hit about three or well, four inches behind the ball. Yeah, it did look like my nine iron <laughs> went, you know, the way he kicked that ball. 
I don't. I'm sure it makes a difference in terms right. of the rotation of the ball, the flight of the ball. I don't think it causes it to go 45 yards to the left. <laughs> yeah, it can't possibly. I think four he, feet off the ground. Now, what it could be is you know special teamers, kickers are weird, right? And so he's coming up, he's doing his run up, his walk up, whatever you call it. He sees those laces in. He might have just freaked out. You know, these guys can't handle things I'll, like that. I'll be probably totally, more mental. I'll be totally honest with you. I've played golf for years and good golfer. I mean, I'm not bragging, but I, I was a good golfer. And when I was putting, you know, I put a mark behind the ball, set it down with the, with the logo, like Titleist or whatever. Oh, you were that guy. Set it on the line that I wanted to hit it, mm-hmm. you know. And that, I mean, that was just a, a habit. And, you know, I didn't like walking up on a tooth footer. And just tapping it in? No. Yeah. Nope. Put a mark down, turn it, you know. And I think when you kick a ball for a living, and the, you know, as right. Ace Venturas taught us, the industry standard is laces out, and it, you step up and the laces are in. The laces are in. This is all you do for a living is kick that ball with the laces out. It'd right. probably throw you out of whack. You know, I go into my nine to five in the morning, and all the, you know, the, the monitors on the bottom and the keyboards on the top, I'll probably freak out too, you know. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> I would do so. I'm guessing it's that. I don't. That would be an interesting question. We have any kickers we could get on and see just how much difference laces in would make. And we'll have to look into that. Let's I would, do it. I would love Let's to find us a kicker. All right, Rick. Week nine in the books. What are your takeaways? Well, I started to talk about it, but it was one of my takeaways, and you know, it just occurred to me. You know, players can be traded in midseason. Players can get can get benched in middle of the season. Why can't coaches be demoted or benched? Yeah, Where are you going to send them? Well, I'm suggesting that the Steelers grab Ken Wisenhunt as OC right now. Oh, I'd, I'd be for Randy that. Fitchner, I don't know what he could do. Either go away or you can be the shoe polish coach or something. I don't know. But the offense is just stale. This, 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 I don't know if it's all him, if Rudolph is – not I just don't buy that Rudolph's not comfortable heaving the ball downfield. It's all he did in college. That's all oh, he, he did. did. He was fearless and he threw yeah. a lot of picks. But I, I watched him in per yeah. in, in person. We'll come into Heinz Field playing for Oklahoma State. I left at halftime. It was a hundred degrees that day, first of all. It was early in the year. But all he did was drop back, throw it as far as he could, and wait for James Washington, right. who they're now teammates again, run underneath it. Now Pitt didn't play have quite the secondary some of these other teams oh. are playing. But that is I, who he is. This dink and dunk stuff isn't who Mason Rudolph is, so it almost has to be scheme. And it makes sense for a week or two when he's just coming. Sure. In not prepared, but he's been starting for a long time. He's been now. starting since what week two? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cut him loose. I want to see what this kid can do because number one, you know, the reign of Ben is about over. Yeah, he says two or three more years. I maybe next year he could come back and not be able to throw for right. all we know, and then you know, come June, oh, I got to have surgery on my elbow again. Yeah, it could you know, be whatever. I don't know, but we have to decide. Your Steelers have to decide who's the you know is Mason Rudolph going to be the next franchise quarterback? They certainly don't have any 
confidence in him. They don't him. seem to have the faith in him to be that. I don't know exactly. if he can because I haven't seen him run an NFL offense yet. Now, I guess what we don't know, and maybe we'll find out later, is he not running it due to lack of ability or are they do they have the shackles on him? Right. I'm starting to believe they have the shackles on him, but the longer this goes on, my belief in that wanes, right? I'm starting to think, all right, right. either they're seeing something in practice or he's not taking the chances being designed for him and he's just – yeah. And look, it's working. Right now they're winning football games, so – Right. Fine, but you can't do that for the next 10 years. No, but what happens if the Rams come into town and strike quick? Right, exactly. And all of a sudden, well, okay, now go win us the game. Yeah, he can. He hasn't been given that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, it, or, or, or maybe he will. I mean, it would be interesting to see. It's kind of like, you know, getting back to the Nick Foles thing. I mean, I was excited about him actually getting his gig on a fairly quality talent-laden team as opposed to the Rams under Jeff Fisher. And, you know, with Philadelphia, he did fine. I'm just excited to see that. You know, and I think um, they need to do something with Rudolph. Say, okay, you're our guy. I mean, look, Ben's gone for the year. I mean, they should have sat him down. Look, this is your team. Yeah. Simple as that. And maybe they did. I don't know. But, I mean – it sure doesn't look like it's scheme-wise. No, and, and it, you know, it was brilliant. You know, we gave them credit when they had to start Duck Hodges, you know, and it worked in that they had no and, choice. and won them a football game. It You know, with, with Rudolph, you've seen glimpses where he's made good throws deep. You, know, you saw a couple of them, you know, last week. You won two, won two his boy, you know what I mean, right. James Washington. But – it's just such a far cry from what their offense is, you know, and I just don't know, did they just say we're going to go conservative and let defense win games, which, to be fair, three weeks in a row has been the case, right? But I, I don't know. It's frustrating as a Steeler fan, I can say that. It's hard to watch. Well, it is hard to watch, but it's just, I mean, it's concerning to watch for the simple reason I don't know what their plan is. Yeah, well, Ben will be back. I mean, is that is that the whole? Mentality? I think it is. It's just finish eight and eight. You know, after you make that trade, and were, were the Steelers two and zero when Ben went out? No, well, I mean they got destroyed thirty three three against the Patriots. That's what's more concerning for me. This team goes four and four down the stretch last year to miss the playoffs. They come out and just get blasted by New England. Now, maybe Ben was already having the elbow issue and we didn't know it, but Ben Roethlisberger hasn't been good for essentially a year now, a calendar year at this point, right. maybe more. So was he on the other end of it anyhow? You know, Maybe it's something should have been addressed last offseason, but perhaps they believed in Mason Rudolph and maybe they've seen something that they don't. It's really hard to say. You know, Unlike a lot of other cities that are more fun to pay attention to, the Steelers organization doesn't let much out. You don't no, really it know. doesn't, and and it's interesting that um, Rudolph didn't take over the second spot till this year in training camp. Right, he was behind Dodds, right? Who they eventually released, yeah, who he beat out in exactly. In so there's no long term belief in Mason Rudolph. Doesn't seem to be. No, yeah. I agree. No, he's behind. What was the other dummy's name who went to the XFL? Uh, who he was behind. It doesn't matter. No, Who cares? It All really right. doesn't. My first takeaway, Rick, I, I was excited to see 
and I think it's going to continue. I think Muhammad Sanu is going to be a PPR beast for your fantasy squad going down the stretch. You know, coming off a week where he had 10 catches last week, you know, five the first week where he kind of just showed up in town 45 minutes before the game started. Because Alton has 10 catches. And when you look at what the New England offense is and how it's changed versus what it used to be, you've got no running game to speak of. Sony Michelle hasn't been very good. You have Gronk's obviously gone. You have no tight end play. James White's been either nicked up and or kind of ineffective. He hasn't been in that role. You know, obviously, Julian Edelman's going to get his. There was really no second piece in that offense all, all right. year. You bring in a Mohamed Sanu. I don't think he's going to have big yardage games. I think you're going to see a lot of eight for 65, and you know, you're know you hoping he gets in the end zone. The old days with right. Troy, Troy Brown. That's <laughs> yeah. a perfect example, and I, I just think – you know, you're going to see in a PPR, he's become a reliable guy. You can already see two weeks into this thing, Tom Brady trusts him. They're going to have the bye week coming up. I think he's just going to be a PPR monster going forward. I, I agree. All right, I mean, here's something. i got to ask you a question. True. Did you ever make a statement, then later kind of backtrack because you were wrong, and then you only, only to get the feeling even later that you were actually wrong? Right. Fortunately, no, because I am such an arrogant big mouth that I will double down when I'm wrong. And if I end up being right in the long term, buoy for me. But even if I'm wrong, I'll argue I'm right till the death. I'm usually that way, but I tell you what, that's how I'm starting to feel right now about the Chargers again. Oh, you got one game turned ah, it around for you. Two in a row. <laughs> uh, they, they've won two in a row. And, I mean, they gave Green Bay a beatdown. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, that was that was quite impressive. Um, Phil Rivers threw 288 yards, no touchdowns, and they still destroyed the Packers. This defense is still eighth overall in the league. That's pretty stout. It is. And Mike Williams actually woke up a little bit. Melvin Gordon's starting to click. I'm just starting to get the, the, the feeling that this offense overall at 28th is going to do nothing but go up the rest of the year, and I, they're a real legitimate challenger for the, for the playoffs. Yeah. No, no doubt about well, it. Well, and look, that's the wild card spot. I mean, or or the, the division. I mean, and, and the, the division. AFC's wide open. I think if we get 100% healthy Pat Mahomes yeah. back, I don't think they're catching Kansas City. But I wouldn't think. Eight and eight might get you the second wild card in that pathetic AFC this year. And I still tend to believe Buffalo is going to come back to the pack a little bit too. So I think their spot is I do too. is up for grabs as well. Yeah, it, it's interesting with, with the Chargers. You know, that win is very impressive against the Packers and you can't take it away. I don't know if I laugh at or I'm swayed by Aaron Rodgers' assertion that they started partying on the plane and they didn't quit till the, till the kickoff, till kickoff of that game. I have a hard time buying that. I do too. I, I'm sorry. If they, if it was a, a plane trip to Miami and you got beat, maybe oh, yeah. I, I'll believe that. But but playing the Chargers, who obviously at, at three and five weren't what everyone expected. But I think Aaron Rodgers has been a long, been around long enough to know that Phil Rivers, he's not coming just to play games. He's right. coming to win a football game. Yeah, and. Yeah. He is, too. I I just don't buy that. I think the big piece is going to be Keenan Allen. He's been bad. I think he's banged up. Yeah, he was, was it two weeks ago? 
you, you could see he was dealing with that hamstring and he was trying to play through it and he was falling down on all of his cuts. I don't know if it's just that he hasn't been healthy. I don't know what's going on there. If Keenan healthy, Keenan healthy, yes. If Keenan <laughs> healthy gets Allen or if Keenan <laughs> Allen gets healthy going forward here, you got Derwin James coming back, I believe, next week, they're saying. So they're, they're adding pieces just internally. They were so beat up. You know, we'll see a lot tonight, right, with this Raiders game. They could kind of dispatch Oakland right here, right now. You know, with a healthy Patrick Mahomes, I don't know that they can catch Kansas City for the division. But I don't see any reason, to your point, this team couldn't go 9-7. and seven. That almost guarantee them a wild card spot in this AFC. And then who knows? You know, we know what Phillip Rivers can do. We know what that offense can do. And if they get healthy pieces back on that defense, you know, maybe it's not time to pull the plug just yet. Yeah, I mean. Or tonight, Oakland could smack them and then we'll double the other way next week, which is fine. We the do thing that. about Keenan Allen is it, there's obviously he's not right. I mean, Something's like, okay, there's, off. Yeah. Well, he, he's been dealing with that hamstring. He hasn't been over 61 yards in the last six games and has no touchdowns. He only had four targets last week against against the Packers. And – yeah, you know, bully for them. They could they could put the beat down on the Packers, right. only targeting Keenan Allen four times because you know Melvin Gordon and Hunter Henry and Mike Williams all picked it up. But I'm like you. He needs to either be benched and yeah. get a hundred percent. Get him healthy. Get him healthy. But you know you have Travis Benjamin. He's gone. Well, yeah. I, I I don't even know who they have. I'd have to look just to see who would be the starter without a Keenan Allen. But we saw that the other couple weeks ago when Keenan Allen was gimping around visibly with right. a hamstring, was still getting the targets. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which and, – and, and they're just going to have to pick it up. You know, Mike Williams, you really have to get a lot more out of him. Simple as that. Yeah, he, he's going to have to step up. I think he is that next piece. All right, Ring. I hesitate to keep bringing this up, but it bothers me so much. I go to bed every Sunday and Monday night absolutely furious about this. That National Football League needs to roll back, undo, or start enforcing this pass interference review rule now. It needs to be NASCAR NFL style where you fix it right now. I don't know what their plan was. This was clearly an overreaction. I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> this was clearly an overreaction. And now, normally I'm a Saints fan. I love Drew Brees. Alvin Kamara, so fun to watch. The city of New Orleans always looked like it was so cool and fun, and they were kind of the underdogs until Drew Brees came around. Now, I hate the entire city of New Orleans. I, I can't stand it whatsoever because all their whining and complaining and kvetching in billboards and marches and suing people for the love of God over this pass interference call. The first question I ask myself when I see all of this stuff, the, the one Monday night, although inconsequential in an inconsequential game, you watch the defender run right through the back of a receiver before the ball gets there. They go to review. It couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. Whichever 900-year-old official Monday night football has on looking at all those things says, yeah, that's clear and obvious, but they're not going to overturn it. 
And boom, that's just exactly what happened. You have to wonder if what happened in the NFC Championship game happens again in the playoffs this year. You think them dummies are going to overturn it? I don't have any confidence they will. You know what they need? They need to, like you said, get rid of that rule, bring back Ed Hockley's guns, Right. And they say, Ed, we want to challenge that. And he goes, no. No. Yeah. Well, I'm not <laughs> going to overturn no. And they're going, oh, okay. It's Ed. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that goes to my second point. The fact that this has been going on, basically, I think they last overturned one. Was it week two or week three? This has been going on since then. National Football League coaches who continue to throw these challenge flags should be fined, should be suspended by the team. This is ridiculous. What Mike Tomlin did at the end of that game, he could have, if Vinatieri hadn't botched that, really used those two timeouts and had a full complement of timeouts where he challenges two pretty much back-to-back, I think two and three right. play. I mean, Mike Tomlin's a different case. Somebody in the Rooney family needs to take away the challenge flags from him. He can't be trusted with them. He can't handle them. He doesn't know what to do with them. They, they need to bring in a dog or something and give the challenge flags to go. them, and they would do you better bring with in Ken Wisenhunt. <laughs> right. Then Randy Fishner's your red Just flag Just give guy. him the red flag. <laughs> give him a TV, an iPad yeah. and the red flag, and that, that can be his job yeah. to the end of the year when we ship him out of town. <laughs> right. And that's perfectly the fact that they continue to throw these timeouts away, knowing it's not going to be overturned. But it's an absolute, complete and absolute debacle, and it has to end. The league looks ridiculous. The officials look ridiculous. The coaches look ridiculous. It's look, let's just go back to having bad calls. I would so much rather have that where I can sit around and complain, oh, the Steelers would have won, but they didn't, you know, they didn't throw the flag on that obvious pass interference. That's been going on in sports for a hundred years, but when you create a mechanism to fix these obvious mistakes and you it arrogantly just... refuse to do so, that's embarrassing. A, a, ba- a blown call. Now the NFC Championship game was real, real egregious and embarrassing for the league. But by and, by and large, week over week, game over game, these things happen. Fans can live with that. The, you are humiliating yourself and spitting in your customers' eyes with this nonsense every week. And the worst part about that New Orleans Los Angeles game was it was the only game happening. Right, exactly. And you can't tell me that some high NFL official wasn't watching this game, couldn't have got on the horn and said, whoa, yeah, wait a minute. And that's yeah. all that needs to happen. Right. Bring another official in. Put him in the booth. Say, there's no more challenges. There's no more review. There's no more this or that. I got somebody You know sitting- what would really be cool? Get that extra referee and have him <laughs> right around the boogermobile. Oh, you know, man. Flying <laughs> around over the stands and everything. Oh, get them like one that hovers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just hover. Exactly. But yeah, but when something that egregious happens, oh, have agree. somebody with I the agree. authority just to say, you know, hold on, you dummies. That, that was past interference. We're going to call it. And, and here's the other thing. One, one more thing on this. When did, in all the time you've watched football, and all the time up until this replay, when did seriously hinder the process of catching the ball become a thing? Look, I guess we kind of intellectually knew that, you know, hand fighting was allowed, but now they're using that as their excuse for not overturning things. Well, yeah, he contacted him. We didn't seriously hinder his ability to catch the ball. When, when did that, you just made that up. Right. When did that become a thing? I don't know. I, I, and it just gets worse and worse. And you know what even gets worse than what we're talking about is not only 
the the challenges are ridiculous. The pe- the plays don't get overturned or they don't get caught. Every pass play, what's the receiver do when he stands oh, up? Yeah. Throw so pull. He, he, you know, he, he wants a flag. Yeah, got to have a flag every, every play. Yeah, and, and I mean they bring a lot of the stuff on themselves, and then they complain about it. And as fans, not only are the fans being robbed of you know, most of their afternoon over <laughs> one stinking game. Right. But the quality of the football, there's no, the, the momentum shot. Uh, we've talked about this for the last two or three years. Every time a big turnover, years. a score, we stop. Everything. And, and, and there's no momentum. You can't even get – you can't even get them to rush up to the line to get a thing because a red flag oh, comes yeah. flying out, and then we stop the game for another ten minutes. Yeah, it's it, it's gotten bad, and, and they need to do just do something. And, and like I said, frankly, I would like to give New Orleans back to the French. I think that resolves a lot of this. Maybe we move the Saints to London because obviously Dean Spanos ain't going there. So maybe send the Saints to London. Yeah, the, the, the London Saints. Yeah, th- I, I don't think I don't think New Orleans would permit that. We got the L.A. Lakers. We could have the London Saints. Who cares? You know, and, and that's the yeah the L.A. whatever. Yeah, I mean you know, the Chargers are nothing but the Clippers of the NFL. Why would they? Now they're talking about them going to London. You know, I thought well, they the, were going to Vegas. Dean, no, Oakland's going. No, oh, Oakland's going to Vegas. The Chargers are talking about going to London. They were going. Well, no, they were going to rent from the Rams. That's the plan for next year. And then there's stories going around that the league would like the Chargers to go to London. I don't know why they don't. Yeah. Want, I guess they wised up and don't want Jacksonville anymore. But Dean Spanos came out and said the F word eight times in his denial <laughs> of oh, that. Good. So good. I mean, you know, why doesn't Dean Spanos, you know, get a stadium built in San Diego? Why doesn't go he go back home yes. and forget all this nonsense about Los Angeles and everything else? Because you know what? I don't know how long the Rams will be there before nah. they move on somewhere else. Yeah, they'll okay. fill that place every game next year because it'll okay, be cool. Let's th- it'll let's be a think. scene, man. It'll be the place to be, and then it'll be over. They they don't want pro football in L.A. No, they left Oakland, went to L.A., and then they went back to Oakland. Um, the Rams left L.A., went right. to St. Louis after the Cardinals left. Right. And then they left St. Louis, yeah. and now they're in Los well, Angeles. Well, nobody wants to go to St. Louis. Now they want another team in Los Angeles that couldn't hold the Rams before. Right. And now and, they put two. Right. And now San Diego doesn't have a, a team. Right. Oakland doesn't have a team. And what team would – I mean, what part of the country – it has a big, biggest, or a, a big enough metropolitan area where the Chargers could relocate, other than San Diego. Then San Antonio's brought up a lot. It's football crazy. Then you have Houston, big. Dallas. How close are Houston and San Antonio? Because Dallas is way over on the other end and up. No, north, I think I Dallas is in the middle. Yeah, but it's in way San up Antonio. North. Well, yeah, and San Antonio is out west, I believe. No, that's El Paso. I think in San Antonio, San Antonio, Pad, San I'll pull Antonio. Up a map. This yeah. this is interesting. Yeah, this is. I'm sure this is what people tuned in for for ge- the geography of Texas we're getting right now. <laughs> I think if it's close to anything, San Antonio would be closest to Houston, but I don't know that. I don't know anything. I'm an idiot. Well, that's true. San Antonio. Well, yeah. Okay, it's it's down near the border that old Alamo nonsense well it's um it's d- almost directly west of Houston but it's about right in the middle of the state okay so yeah you, you, it is closer to Houston than Dallas is 
Um, yeah, El Paso is the one that's way out west. Yeah, they're the one. They're right along uh, But is New there Mexico. no other bigger cities? I'm trying to think where else it could be. I mean, Seattle has one. Um, Bozeman, Montana. I don't think Bozeman's big enough, oh, quite right. frankly. But anyway, let's move well, on. I think here. we've got it all covered. Ball goes to right on cue after we after the asylum called him out. Zach Ertz comes yeah. right right up the up the bat. Nine grabs, 103 yards, and a touchdown. I told him to do it. I know. I hope it's the real deal. I hope finally they realized. All right, this Dallas Goddard thing's cute. You know this throwing it for Nelson Aguilar to alligator arm it is cute, but let's throw it to the guy who will catch it and sometimes put it in the end zone as well. I'm hoping this is a harbinger of things to come. It was some lean weeks there, and you heard me whine about it for 15 minutes last week. So, yes, excellent. I had him on the list as well. I'm going to I'm gonna be positive too. My first one's going to go to De- Jamison Crowder, Rick. Mainly this is uh, so I can do a victory lap as I had him as a, one of my – top starts last week on uh, the deep waiver wire pickups. Eight catches, 83 yards, and a touchdown. I just bring it up because there was so much excitement, and for me included, I, I won't lie, for Robbie Anderson this week, this season and the kind of the, the chemistry he has with we thought he had with Sam Darnold till we Darnold started seeing ghosts and remembered he you know wasn't a very good pro quarterback and so Jamison Crowder seems to fit that mold when he's been healthy when the matchup's been right he's been a PPR monster so and I love it eight for eighty three and a touchdown in a game where you lose to the Miami GD Dolphins that for anybody else that would be sixteen catches for two hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns to be able to accomplish that with a team and a quarterback and a coach. So pathetic as to lose to the Miami Dolphins. I agree. You stink. Mr. Mitch Trubisky. You keep stealing all my. No, well, <laughs> my I mean, it's plays. hard it's that not obvious, to. I know. I mean, he has thrown t- touchdown passes in only two games this year. He had three against Washington and two garbage touchdowns against New Orleans. Yeah, you can blame it all you want on Nagy, which I think he is terrible. But Mitch Trubisky is just awful. It makes nothing happen out there. I, there's just nothing else to add. I mean, that <laughs> offense cannot move. You have a championship defense who's on the field so much. They're you know, not you, looking you, like a championship defense. You hear defense. people complain about this defense isn't what we yeah. expected it to be. Well, Mitch Trubisky's three and out. If he can get to three downs without turning the <laughs> damn ball over, they won't run the football. This team is on the field 40 minutes a game, this defense. Yeah, Trubisky's just been – and, look, it is always so easy to look back at that and mock it, and half the time it annoys me. But when you look at Mitch Trubisky and you just think, my God, the Chicago Bears traded up to make sure they got Mitch Trubisky before Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. It is just unthinkable. The kid, he was put in a bad situation. I almost feel bad for him. He is so bad at this point. You almost feel guilty making fun of him. But, yeah, big old smelly sock. He's been off. It's not making fun, but let's let's be real. I mean, playing the Philadelphia Eagles, who have been more than underwhelming themselves this year, he had a – 125 yards. Yeah. No touchdowns. And uh, it's, you know, you didn't have any picks, but, you know, it, there's just, and, and they're not rushing the ball either. No. 
I mean, yeah, Montgomery yeah. had a pretty decent day. They're finally starting to work him in, but they don't utilize Tariq Cohen at all. Not that's the one I can't understand. I can't either. He he is a game changer. They're, even Mitch Trubisky can get him the ball somewhere in space. You would think offensive genius. Mason Rudolph's in, getting it to Jalen Samuel, Samuel and James yeah, Conner. Yeah, offensive genius and not an idiot, Coach Nagy has to be able to scheme something up that let's put the ball in this guy's hand some way with a little bit of space and let him make plays for my impotent offense, and they're not doing it. It's dumbfounding. Absolutely dumbfounding. All right. Sony Michelle, Rick. I hate these guys that are touchdown dependent, and he has become completely that. 18 yards last week, one one catch for 12 yards, and it might have been his first catch of the year. I'm being facetious, but it <laughs> feels like it. I just don't understand it, Rick. Boy, he looked like last year New England had finally found their guy. Look, you knew you were always going to lose snaps to James White and Devin. There would always be somebody weird around. Every now and again, Baldwin would pop up. Look, it, it's the Patriots, but it looked like they'd found – you know, a, a true back, somebody you could almost rely on in New England. And coming into this year, I put this less on the New England thing, less on the hoodie, and more on Sony Michelle. I have never seen anybody go down more easily on first contact than Sony Michelle has this season. It is damnably frustrating to watch. It is nothing after contact. He gets touched, he hits the ground, done, over, yep. move on to the next. And he's going to do it, and I'm going to bench him, I'm going to cut him, I'm going to trade him, I'm going to do something, and he's going to have seven touchdowns one, the week after you do it. But big old stinky sog, and he, he, he's, been, he's been tough to swallow at this point. Yeah, and New England is confoundedly being New England again. Yeah. You just don't know what to do with them. Okay, Gronk's gone. You know They're going to have to pass more to the backs or they're going to have to run more or whatever the case may be. You know, strategy that you've got it all figured right, out. Right. What guys are going to be big on New England? And it's it's not. Of course, it's, it's Edelman. But yeah, throw uh, your hands that, up and, and everybody else in a bucket and I, pick out I who's next. I think Sanu, you know, as we talked about yeah. earlier, might be that guy now, at least in a PPR, I, I think. But I yeah, agree. The running back position. Because I, I don't think you can play James White comfortably at this point he's James been White is a is a notoriously this year consistent flex play he's going to get you your 13 to 16 points in a, in a PPR format and I mean you pull him up that's that's what he's averaging and but that's not what you expected from him no, no, from he was, last year. He's being drafted almost as a third receiver, second RB type of deal, and it, that kind of hasn't panned out. It's 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 tough to watch. Their offense is just, frankly, not all that dynamic. Now they're going to win the Super Bowl. They've done it with defense all regular season, so you know they're going to average 45 points a game in the playoffs. It's just kind of how New England rolls, but right. very boring, very vanilla offense right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, James White, 104 yards rushing with a, with a touchdown, 44 catches, over 400 yards receiving with another touchdown. Pedestrian for what you wanted James White to be right. this year. Yeah, I think they're a, a good flex play, but that's not why you drafted him this year. I think we maybe overdrafted him. I think in the back of our minds, if we didn't say it outright, it was well, no Gronk. James White's going to get those tight end catches. You're going to get those Gronk catches. I think what we consistently underestimate is 
Bill Belichick is not going to find a way to replace what he lost. He's just going to do something completely different and find ways to win games. It's it's we we got to stop with New England. Let's give them to the French too. Okay, we'll call them in New, New Orleans. France. New France, yeah, they can have that. All right, what are we on here? Positive or stinky? Well, yeah, whatever know. you'd like to do. Ball goes to. Well, you're in a good mood today. 24-36, 288 yards and a three touchdowns, and the Dolphins got a win, baby. <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic Fitz gets, magic, a, gets a game ball. I, I mean, it was just that's just Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's going to do that. He does not care. He could do it for two or three more weeks and then throw eight picks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> at another time. Exactly. He gets and, on runs. And, and, he, and with what he has at that team – He's doing Ryan Fitzpatrick things. That's what he does. And he gets a game ball. He's fun to watch, too. Game ball goes to. Devin Singletary, Rick, finally got him very, very involved in the offense. 95 yards and a rushing TD, three catches for 45 more yards. Look, they've got a great defense. They've got a playoff caliber defense there in Buffalo. It's not the most dynamic offense. I like Josh Allen. I don't think he's the guy to go put it over the top. They're going to have to run the ball. Look, I, I love the crypt keeper that Frank Gore is, and he's never going to retire. <laughs> you know, he, My grandkids are going to be talking about they can't believe Frank Gore still getting it done. But you have a dynamic playmaker who every time he touched the ball, it went for 20 yards. But for whatever reason, that dope would only let him touch the ball twice per game. It feels like they're getting him more and more involved. And Frank Gore is a nice complimentary piece. It needs to be Singletary featured and Frank Gore kind of the hammer complimentary piece, not the other way around. I hope they figured that out now. I'll be watching that game intently this week, hoping – they give him the opportunities again like they did last week because this kid is a baller when they get the ball in his hand. Yes, he is. There's no question about that. Oops. You stink. Now, look, I know the Jets stink. I, I agree. But playing the Dolphins where James Conner ran for 145 yards, Adrian Peterson 118, Zeke 125, and Mark Ingram 105. Not only did the Jets lose – but a great running back should have been the bell cow carrying this team on his shoulders. Le'Veon Bell has not been over 70 yards all year long, and he had 66 against Miami. You know, look, I know it's a team effort, but great players make great plays. Right. He's doing nothing. Did Barry Sanders play on great no, Detroit Lion teams? They were abysmal. Team. Quarterback's name Scott Mitchell. Yeah. Dude. Bad, bad. Yeah. Rodney Pete. (laughs) He had Rodney Pete as his quarterback. And Le'Veon Bell gets a huge pair of stinky socks. It's been rough. And we'll just leave it at that. It's been rough. All right, last one here. I had Alshon Jeffrey written down. I had Keenan Allen written down. I had Keenan Allen written down. But I think for the first time in the history of this show, I'm giving the stinky sock to one Richard... Elroy Briggs Esquire the third. I don't know Richard Elroy Briggs. As he has become involved in such instances of malfeasance and skullduggery (laughs) as the commissioner of the Caveman Football League, either taking advantage of a much, much less intelligent human being, that being the best side of it, the worst side in clear collusion as he goes out and obtains Saquon Barkley this week 
for the very expensive price of Stefan Diggs. Stinky sock to you, to Mr. Tony Ryan, your hero, who is in tank mode and handed in a caveman championship to Rick Briggs. Stinky sock. Everything you said is fiction. It was just a deal. The crowd seems to agree with me. With they're, you. They're displeased with your malfeasance. I don't know why you think that's the period on the end of every sentence. You think that ends the argument and you were right. I wish you could see this. we got to go video. I'll be saying anything that Rick doesn't agree with. He'll just hit that giggle and look at me like, see, I told you. <laughs> it's it's maddening. Well, it's maddening. your ghost. <laughs> well, it is. But so, that's, not a, that's not an argument. That's not the final <laughs> point to every argument. Well, how about this then? All right, man, this shit's over. All right, so you're not going to discuss it. Oh, my Nats hat your, your Nats hat's falling. You are just hold on. I got to hang. You my are nat. wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. Dead wrong. Shame on you. Okay, Rick we Rick. got a game to pick. All right, what do we got here? Thursday night football. The Chargers. The Chargers against the Raiders. Laying one and a half on the road in Oakland. Oakland back in Oakland for the first time in about a month and a half now. Yeah, exactly. I tell you what, I, you know, had a little takeaway on the Chargers. I'm going to ride Phil Rivers. I'm going uh, Chargers 31, Raiders 26. I'm going to have the Raiders, or excuse me, the Chargers win and cover. I really struggled with this one. It, are we too. going to have to accept at some point the Raiders are better than we thought they were oh, going to be? I think we already have. And four if, and four for crying And out that loud. if Antonio Brown wasn't a maniac, this may be a playoff team. Right. A team that could make a good run in the playoffs. They're playing a good brand of defense. Derek Carr's really stepped up. You know, what Darren Waller has done, what Ty, all Tyrell Williams done. He's the new Chris Carter. All he does is score touchdowns. Can you imagine – Ty Williams and, and A.B. actually yeah. with his head screwed on right playing Unbelievable. Football. It would have been unreal. But I agree with you. You brought it up in the takeaway. I think the Chargers are on the come right now. You know, they're just – they're rolling a little bit. They got it going. They got a little bit of that swag back. I hate these Thursday night games. I hate a road team on a Thursday night game, although I assume, you know, a little longer for Phil Rivers and whatever that weird mobile thing – film station he rides around in it it's not a long run i presume from la to oakland i think this is a close game i I, i'm gonna take the chargers here it's just if if the raiders make me wrong again i'll just pick them every week from here on out because i've lost more on raiders games this year i'm gonna say it's a field goal game but chargers by a field goal so i guess i'm taking the chargers and laying that one and a half all right. Is that it? That's it, baby. Here. All right. Well, let's shut this thing down. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget tomorrow at Asylum Football, asylumfootball at gmail.com to be part of Mr. Rick Briggs' mailbag. Get those in tomorrow. Check out everything at Full Time Fantasy at Full Time Fantasy and Full Time Fantasy.com. I, I just blocked on it there. And so uh, this is a good time to stop until tomorrow. We'll see you. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.